Shalom Aleichem, Mishnah Yomi continues, Yevamot, chapter 6, Mishnah number 4. We've been dealing with forbidden marriages and their impact on Yibam. Now Mishnah Dal begins, Kohen Godol lo yisa omano. The high priest may not marry a widow. Recall that a regular Kohen, not the high priest, may. And the Mishnah explains, Bain Elmona mena Erusin, whether this is a widow who had the first stage of marriage, Erusin or Kedushin, Bain Elmona mena Nisuin, or it was an Elmona from a marriage where she was completely married, they'd had Nisuin, Chuppah, and were living together. Below Yisa, it's a Bogeret, and he shouldn't marry a girl who's a little older than mature. The Gemara defines this as six months after reaching physical maturity. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shibun, Machshirin, Babogeret. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shibun do allow the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, to marry a Bogeret, even though she's a little older. And this Gemara explains her Betulim is a little bit less uh, complete as it would be when she was younger. Mission continues Lo Yisa et Mukat Eitz. The Kohen Gadol may not marry a girl who was literally injured by a stick, but this refers to a sort of injury or medical procedure that would remove the Betulim. An example they give is uh, arduous horseback riding with all of the bouncing, and it would uh, lessen the degree of virginity that this woman would have before she married the Kohen Godel. But the Mishnah rules, Eris et Elmano. What if a regular Kohen had done Erusin, the first stage of marriage, with a widow, which was totally fine, and then they picked him to become the Kohen Godel, who is not allowed to marry a widow, Yichnos, he can still bring in this woman as his lawfully wedded wife. Go ahead and have Nisuin, have Chuppah with her. Umaaseh, and such an event happens, Yeshua ben Gamla. With Yeshua ben Gamla, who was a regular Kohen, Shekidish et Marta bat Baitus. He did Kiddushin, the first stage of marriage, with Marta bat Baitus, who it turns out was a very wealthy woman. Uminahu hamelech liot Kohen Godel. And after that, the king appointed him to be the Kohen Godel. And he was able to marry her even after he was appointed Kohen Godel. The Gemara explains the backstory that the Mishnah only hints to is that Marta Badbaitis was extremely wealthy and actually paid the king a large sum of money to, you know, move her husband to the front of the line to be Kohen Godel, even if he wasn't necessarily originally at the front of the line. Not that he wasn't a great chacham, a great sage and a tzaddik, but maybe there was someone ahead of him in line. This is something we alluded to in Mishnayot Yuma when the Kohen Gadol was educated about all the avoda of Yom Kippur and they, they had to make him make a shvua because maybe he wasn't the best man for the job because sometimes politics got in the way of picking the greatest tzaddik. Now the Mishnah turns to the yibum implications of uh, the priesthood. Shomeret yavam shenafnal ifnei kohen hediot. A woman awaiting Yibam who falls to Yibam for a normal Kohen. And then he is appointed to be the Kohen Gadol. Even if he has done this Mamar, which recall is like a Kedushin, but it's a rabbinic level Kedushin. He cannot go ahead and fully marry her through the Yibam marriage. The reason is that Mamar, again, is a rabbinic level bond, not a biblical level bond. Whereas the prohibition of the high priest marrying a widow, even his own brother's widow, is a biblical-level prohibition. Mishnah concludes, Kohen Godol, Shemait Achiv, a high priest already, and his brother passed away without children, Holetz Velo Miyabam. He does Chalitza, not Yibam. Since he cannot marry this woman in Yibam, she is a widow. Let's turn to Mishnah. Hey, Kohen Hedyot, a regular Kohen, Lo Yisa Eilinit. He should not marry a woman who does not have the normal 
physical maturity of a woman who's capable of bearing children. The Gemara explains she doesn't really develop the feminine signs of a normal childbearing woman. Only if he has a wife and children from that pre-existing wife already. Rabbi Yehuda is more stringent. He says, even though he already has a wife and children from the first wife, Lo Yisa Ailunit. A Cohen should not marry this Ailunit woman who unfortunately can't have children. She's Zona Amor Batura. She is the quote unquote Zona that the Torah is talking about. Now, this word Zona is sometimes translated as a harlot, but we'll see the real meaning of this word is a woman who a Cohen may not marry. And this Mishnah and the Gemara actually explain sort of what causes that and what the motivations are for the Torah to forbid this relationship. The Chachamim Omrim, but the other sages, they dispute Rabbi Yehuda. They say, Ein Zona. This is, they say, in Eilin, it unfortunately can't have children. Just because having an intimacy with her can't create children, that doesn't mean it's akin to, to, to Zanut, to Zonahood. They say, Ella, Giorit, a woman who converted, and unfortunately in ancient times, they, the non-Jews were known to be ex- extremely promiscuous, so it was assumed that there had been uh, things going on. She was a female servant who was then later freed and then became fully Jewish. Recall when somebody is an Evid Kanani, a Shifa Kananit, they're a servant to the Jewish people. They are sort of quasi-Jewish. And then when they're freed, they become fully Jewish. So during that time when she was a servant, there's a certain degree of licentiousness that was normal and expected uh, among the among that group. The Shinivala Biladznut, or a regular Jewish girl who had, unfortunately, as we explained earlier in this chapter, had a relationship that was a forbidden relationship, where it would have been illegal to marry the partner. And the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda, so it's only these specific uh, issues where the Kohen cannot marry her because of the zone of prohibition. Yeshar Kochachem and Zaygezunt.